Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our Patreons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo. With me, as always, Dave D'Oliveira. What's happening, Dave? Up in the great white north, colder weather starting to creep in. I see you wearing your sweater. What's going on? Yeah, good to be back on tonight. Uh, yeah, weather's getting uh, chillier out there as we uh, enter the second week of October, but... Always warm and uh, comfortable here sitting uh, next to these uh, fine uh, gentlemen. So I appreciate that. Good that's, to be back on here tonight. That's very nice, Dave. That's very nice. Cristiano, what's happening, my friend? What did Dave just say? Because I wasn't even paying attention. He said it's, you know, it's I kind of... I very nice. He gave Dave. you a compliment, so that's <laughs> it. You, Chris, he all said... I was, all I heard was, it's very nice, Dave. So I'm like, oh, shit, what did he say? Because I was reading... <laughs> uh, I was reading the Freddies, Redman, Mike Madeira, this pain in the ass, some dude, Diogo, Diogo Reyes? I don't know. Some, <laughs> I don't know. Some guy. Uh, but yeah, I was reading the comments, so I apologize, Dave. But nonetheless, appreciate the kind words. Alfredo, what's going on, everybody? Ah, Welcome. same old, same old. No, it, what Dave was saying is getting brisk up in Canada, but it's always warm when he's in the, in the company of, of us fine gentlemen. That's what Dave I said. Is is I mean, Dave? Is that a product of us, or is it a Roger Schmidt thing that started? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Here we go, here we go. Uh, no, he's lighting the juices. But yeah, Alfredo, it is. You can tell it's getting near Halloween time because it's getting a little brisk, and I can't stand this cold weather. As you know, it's not even cold yet, so I can't complain. But it is brisk. You gotta put on a a nice little sweater, or sweatshirt, or something when you go outside. No more short sleeves, which is. In a way, it's a good thing because now we can hide the panza, the beer belly, right? In between the jacket. So it's not, you know, obviously it's not all bad. I thought you were going to say uh, that it's like a it's like a Halloween because there's a lot of clowns around. I mean, there's and then of- that's how he was going to segue to uh, Roger, Roger Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't go that far. No, come on, now. Have- come on now. Come on now. I'm not ready to go there yet. No, 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 no. Now we're that none of us are, are Roger Schmidt uh, haters or none or, of us are clowning Roger Schmidt. Roger, <laughs> Roger Schmidt out yeah, but guys. Is Roger Schmidt clowning us. Well, that's that's that that's the question, right? Um, I, at least I can speak for my part. I continue to support Roger Schmidt. Uh, I think I I think he did a great job last year. Uh, I think he's having some struggles, great but I job? think he's got it right. Yeah, he's got, he did a great job. job. I thought he did a championship. Far in the and and a Champions League, I thought it was a great job. Unless you want to classify it by awesome job. Yeah, but listen, why don't we why don't we get into things first before we start? You know, giving away anything. Like <laughs> we're, we're, we're ass backwards here. Uh, let's get into things. Let's. I'll tell you one thing. I think Roger Schmidt is a uh, a Halloween fan. Do, do they celebrate Halloween in Portugal? October fan. Yeah, they do. It's it's a product of commercialization now in Portugal. 
So, because uh, that must be why he gave the guys five days off, but enfeitar a casa, right? Give enough time. Hey, João Vitor needed to go to Disneyland. Give that guy some time. He needs to clear his head, maybe come down to the Disney level, you know, then come back serious. There's nothing wrong with Disney. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, That's something Freddy's getting here, Alfredo, before you. you yeah, let's. Um, yeah, keep, keep that. Make sure everybody hits the, the like button. Hit Don't the like button. The like button. Leave some positive comments about me and negative about the other guys if you'd like. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for, for joining us. Here's Nick Muladon. Good evening, guys. Couldn't watch the game. I was at a wedding. Poor guy. Uh, I was refreshing my Twitter feed like crazy. Like a crazy person hoping for the best. Glad we got the win, but boy, do we have some things to fix. And, and Nick, it, it, it definitely wasn't a Portuguese wedding, right? Because if it's a Portuguese get, a wedding, you got all the wives dancing, you got the husbands at the table congregating around the cell phone watching the game. That's how you the do wives? it. The wives? The wives are dancing. No, the wives are dancing, and the husbands oh, are congregating the around the table watching the game on a cell phone. Not the table, more like the bar. The bar. <laughs> I've been to a Portuguese wedding back in the day when they had the uh, the portable radios, and he yeah. was lis listening to the Ralatu and uh, in the church. In the church. That was like nineties, Dave. That was in the eighties. The short wave, the Grundig uh, short wave radios. There's also now everybody's watching their stolen video feed on their iPhone. You know what I mean? No more short wave radio. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where Nick Villadon is at, but uh, if you uh, if if you're if you're allowed to gamble in your state, like in New Jersey, you could actually get FanDuel, and FanDuel will actually. DraftKings does as well. Oh, oh, they do now. DraftKings didn't do it, but I know that it I changed the, uh, to yeah. FanDuel because of that because FanDuel will have the games on, so you can actually watch a game free of commentary. You can watch the game, nice stream, nice qu decent quality, I should say. Which at three sixty five up up here. For us, so that's how I uh, use it up here. Yeah, bets. Which the, no commentary at times is very much welcome. Yes, yes. Some no, people got to pay extra for that, so nobody wants to listen. That, yeah, nobody wants to listen. Yeah. Luis Freitas Lub or uh, the the other guy. I'm not gonna say his name because I'll get in trouble. I like this Manny Valadon guys. You know, uh, he says, "Boa noite, Malta." Chris is phenomenal as usual. Regalia is vast is his vast knowledge on the masses. There, there might be. So look, this is a guy that clearly listens to what I say in terms of giving me <laughs> high praise and knocking everybody else. Appreciate the kind words. Davey Hen, how's it going, my dudes? Uh Nick Valadon, the other Valadon brother. Uh it was a Portuguese wedding, LOL, but it was during mass. I'm in the Oh, West okay, Coast. during mass. Oh, so you're in the West Coast. Got it. So yeah, they yeah, the velhotes basically. Yeah. Got it, got it. No, it's uh, it's great that you guys are all uh, all joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, and Chris, I think you should maybe copy paste that line. Maybe that you could put that somewhere on your on your X bio. Chris is phenomenal as usual. Regalia's vast knowledge of on the masses. You put that in in, in quotations and you put Manny Valadão. I mean, I would, but number first one I fan. Know what regaling means. You know what I mean? I don't know. Regalia. Just put it on the resume. Pasta regalare todo knowledge that you're dropping. <laughs> anyway, um, let, let's uh, let's let's get serious if we need to, right? Studio, uh, Benfica played Studio over the weekend. Um, I'll give you the lineup, and I I'll, I'll ask both of you guys in terms of when you looked at this lineup, what did you think? Right, Trubin was in goal, Auschnitz. Right back, Silva, Otamendi, and Jurasek at left back. Tino and Chiquinho in the middle. Uh, João Mario and Nersh on the wings and Rafa underneath. Tankstead, Dave, when you saw this lineup, what were your thoughts? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I, was, I was pleased with it because we can't reg here on Roger Schmidt and especially last year where he rolled out the same 11 weekend and week out. So... I, I was I was okay coming into this match. Estrelio was uh, what second or tied for last place. There's ever a game for a squad ro rotation going into an international break. Why not uh, against them? So I wasn't um, too shocked. I was actually pleasantly surprised uh, just because of that keyword uh, squad rotation. Get get some of these guys uh, some run. Looking here, Shikingu. 
um, Florentino, and then also uh, Tankstead up top. Did it work? No, but uh, you gotta you gotta give uh, some of these guys uh, some run and rest some of the other guys, especially uh, the guys that were going away uh, for international break. Yeah, and Cristiano, as you looked at your phone, did you sit? Did you think, oh shit, did they move up? I was up? getting a phone call. I was getting a phone call actually from someone who listens to us on a weekly basis. Uh, fortunately, not live, and so he just wanted me to get the word out to you guys to congratulate myself and the two of you on uh, on 500 episodes. He's a huge listener. Doesn't miss the podcast. So Lionel Vicent, shout out to him. Oh yeah, Lionel. I know Lionel. Okay, so no, uh, sure. What, what, I, what I wanted to ask you, Chris, is that when you looked at this lineup on your phone, did you think, oh shit, they they no, move heard, up the Lusitania oh, game? Listen, uh, I I gotta start off by complimenting. You gotta start off by paying attention, man. I am. I was. I was paying attention. But you said by looking at your phone, I thought you see me take a phone call. So I thought that's what you were referring. Hey, I can't see um, you. You're in a picture. That's right. That's a good thing. It's a good point. Was I on a phone there? No, right? Um, I, I got to start off by complimenting my primo, Davide Oliveira from up north, because my man clearly does not have a short-term memory. I'm glad he started off where he did in terms of, you know, when the lineup first came out, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher, but we can be hypocrites, which is just a few weeks ago, we sat here, uh, and and on Twitterverse or Xiverse, whatever you want to call it nowadays, social mediaverse, uh, criticizing the coach for never rotating, and now he rotates, and we all want to shred the guy to pieces. Now, I must say the truth, and I must be brutally honest with you guys, I didn't like it so much. And it wasn't about the squad rotation in itself. It was just when I looked down and I saw Shikinu in the starting lineup, that really, <laughs> that, that, you know, that, it was just like it, it threw me for a loop. But even then, I tried to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Um, I remember speaking to Hugo and a few other guys because obviously, you know, speak to a lot of people when lineups come out and everybody wants to give me their opinion and whatnot. Um, and, I, and then I try to be as fair as possible. Look, I'm not a fan of the Chiquinho situation. About the rest of the lineup, I can understand it. You know, I would have liked to, 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 to have seen Artur Cabral playing instead. But again, I was willing to give Tankstad an opportunity. And I said, look, let's give this guy a chance. Um, uh, I have much more to say, but I don't know if you want to stop there because obviously you want to talk about what happened in the first half. But yeah, I was willing to give Roger Schmidt a chance with this lineup. And again, I did not want to be a hypocrite at the end of the day, uh, complaining about not rotating and now there's rotation. Now there's obviously the question of over-rotation because Benfica <laughs> does have the international break coming up. So he realistically didn't have to change everybody so much due to the fact that these guys are going to have some days off, and as I spoke earlier, the guy Roger Schmidt decided to give the team five days off, so plenty of time for the guys to rest. So, in terms of squad rotation, this might not have been the best um, week to do so, but he did. And I, I got to be brutally honest, I was willing to to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, five changes from the Inter game, and as I looked at this lineup, I said, okay, well, I get the rotation, but that many guys. Uh, that was my question. And I said, well, and you look at it in this way, right? So I, I, I think in people often talk about cycles, you know, in a season, like, or mini cycles, whatever. Uh, and perhaps this was the ending cycle, the end, the second cycle, whatever it is, third cycle, I don't know, was keeping count. But thinking, okay, this is the last game before the international break. All of the guys that have been working hard, because we all know that he praises and he actually incentivizes the guys to work hard in training that they will have a better chance of playing. So I don't know if it was it was he was content with the way they were they were working out in, in training and he decided I'm gonna give these guys a chance. I'm playing against the last uh last place team. Uh we're coming off a midweek game. Uh so let let's give these guys a, a chance. So, but the truth of the matter is that uh horrible, horrible First half with uh, very uninspired by uh, by Benfica missing passes, slow uh, players not moving. Um, you know, it was just it was just one of those things. It was just you couldn't believe what what you were what you were watching. Uh, and then you saw that run by Thinkstead in the be- in in the middle of the of the first half, and you thought, okay, well, maybe they found the the secret formula. They got to go deep. They got to go over the over the top because uh, Sturil was pressing high and they had very high lines and they had a, ru- a lot of room 
underneath them or beneath or behind them. Uh, but no Benfica players were really making runs into those spaces and, and being vertical. Uh, so uh, Benfica struggled in that first half. I mean, I remember the the Otamendi shot uh, off a of Joe Mario uh, shot rebound that he that he missed. Uh, and I think that was pretty much uh, – no, I'm sorry. I The Tankstead in the 23rd minute, the Otamendi was in the second half. The Tankstead shot in the thir- 23rd minute, I, I, that's really the only – the only chance that I, th- if you could consider that a chance that Benfica had in the first half, it was just just a horrendous first half. Chris, and look, credit to Tankstat. He's a guy that he he might be of the of of all our options at striker. He might be the best one suited in terms of making runs and getting into space and getting in behind defenders. The problem was that you're playing with the likes of Juan Chiquinho, Florentino, Luis. That between the three of them, they couldn't pass the ball. You know, to, to anybody on any type of run and hit them on, on, at a perfect timing to save their lives. And I, I think that was part of the problem. I think that this lineup, in terms of cohesion, in terms of rhythm, it's just they all looked out of sync. Um, David Neres, nowhere to be seen. Rafa, nowhere to be seen. It just seemed like it was one of those games. It was a preseason game. With. Yeah, let's get it over and done with uh, before we get to, 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 to our international break. You know, it's funny you mentioned um, – preseason game because Manny Valadon says I thought I missed the announcement that this was the first round of the Cerveja Cup. Yeah. I mean that's 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 the type of lineup um that we've seen in this game. Obviously in the Cerveja Cup Otamendi probably doesn't play, but nonetheless we're all very surprised. My only thing as I said to you before <clears throat> I was willing to, to to give Roger Schmidt and to give these boys a chance. And I think forty five minutes was 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 suffice. I thought it was enough. The problem I had was which is which is a reoccurring problem. I've had this problem in, in recent podcasts, if you guys all recall. Which is, it, what's up with Roger Schmidt, man? Let's have a conversation. What, what's he doing on that sideline? What are his assistants doing? What are the video people, the whoever, the analytics people? What are these guys waiting? What are they doing? What are they waiting for to make changes? This was clearly not working. Right, it was a broken down team, a team that was just out there going through the motion. As you mentioned, the best chance was really Otamendi, and you can't blame the guy for missing that one at the yep. goal mouth. But things happen, especially when it's a central defender. We would like to have seen him bury it, but a very uninspiring first half. Roger Schmidt clearly had to go to his bench, and not only did he wait. Normally, you wait, Alfredo, as you know. You know, forty-five to sixtieth <laughs> minute, you start making. No, he waits until the. Into the seventy fifth or whatever it was, as if oh no, everything's all right and uh, you know in, in, you know at home and we're gonna turn this right and it was just this disjointed performance. I was not happy with the performance of the boys, and most importantly, I'm starting to I'm going from concerned to to getting annoyed with the whole Roger Schmidt situation because we used to come on this podcast and for you for those of you long time listeners know. We used to, especially me, I think I used to scream at the top of my lungs. He used to just laugh at me when, uh, you know, I, I'd scream and holler about Rui Vitoria. If I could see it from my damn couch in New Jersey, USA, how the hell you not see it from, you know, sitting on the sideline right now? So it, it, it's starting to be a little bit of that as well right now, Alfredo. So hopefully Roger Schmidt has the magic to turn things around. But, man, it's it's either he doesn't touch at all, then he overtouches with the, with the rotation, and then it's, he doesn't wake up. It's, I just don't know, man. There's just too many glitches in in our game right now, and I'm really not pleased. Yeah, no, look, no, no doubt about it, right? But at the end of the day, uh, seven games, one loss. You're on a seven-game winning streak. You're one point from first place. And look, regardless of how much criticism we have towards uh, Roger Schmidt that he doesn't make the right moves or he makes them late, the truth doesn't matter. He's right in there. He's in the thick of it. Benfica hasn't lost a game in, in seven games. Uh, and that's something that that currently, you know, and you could talk about, you know, exigencia, exigencia do club. We need to have more. But I mean, you could you could talk about how bipolar the Benfica fan base is, right? When we're criticizing a guy that's one point off of first place, <clears throat> yes, the team isn't playing the best football, and and we're struggling certainly at, at times in in games, and we struggle against Thrill. But the truth of the matter is that he's in there. 
You know, in terms of the conversation that we have to add of Roger Schmidt, we really we can point things at him, but as long as he continues to produce, and he even said something that that a lot of Benfiquistas frowned upon, right? He said that it doesn't matter how we win as long as we win. And I, I, I think that Benfiquistas kind of look at the game differently. We want to win a game, and we want to win a game Benfica style. 10 minutes at Benfica, or whatever it is. Uh, but the thing is that sometimes, you know, you don't play alone. But th does it, is the team struggling? Yes. But I rather I much rather the team struggle right now than the team struggle at the end of the year like they did last year. Uh, we're struggling, but we're still keeping up with uh, with Sporting in the pace up front. So it's it's good. It's a good struggle to have at this time of year. I don't know. Um, Alfredo, I, that's the only, the only positive is that, yes, I heard Nunu and – and Pita and Fleep on FM talking about the same thing. I've heard a couple of different people say the same thing. As bad as we played, we still won seven games in a row. And I understand there's positives to take away from that. I totally understand. Look, the only positive thing for me is that we're playing like shit and we're still winning games. But now in terms of, oh, everything's all right in La La Land. Look, we're winning games. It's not all right. We've spent $70 million on trash. This team is not playing anywhere near what they played last year. And I understand, Alfredo, yeah, if you want to pick and choose, right, I'd rather struggle at the end, at the beginning and, and play well at the end. But you know what? Sometimes that struggle at the end is just enough to trip you up that no matter what you're doing in the second half, it just wasn't good. This is a team that has an obligation to play better. We've won seven games in a row against, with the exception of Porto, and this is the worst Porto we've seen in, in a good five, six, seven, eight years, whatever the hell it is. We've beaten a bunch of monkeys. If we played anything decent this weekend, there is no way Benfica would have came away with the three points. So, I mean, I get it. We've won games. But look at the competition. If we can't win games against the studios of the world, then, I mean, just blow this team up. Blow it up and start all over. There has to be some type of exigencia. The fact, we, the man, this is Sport Lisboa e Benfica. This is a cause of this isn't the cause of some exclusions where we just take a win whichever way we get. And I understand you're gonna have some games, you're going to have some games where you're not gonna play well, but you need to get through it. And this is exactly what happened. Yeah. And I'm okay with admitting that and accepting that. But not a whole spiel of we won seven games in a row. Nah, bro. Yeah. This is part of these boy Benfica, man. We have to win in terms of Benfica. We have to we have to do better. There have been hundreds of millions of euros injected into this lineup to beat the studios of this world 1-0 in the 92nd minute, 93rd minute, whatever it is, and then it takes a heroic clearance off the line from Dal Silva, and we're going to be content and not criticize? I'm sorry. This is part of this world being Fika. And this is the problem. You talk about the the, the bipolarness of some of the Benfica fans. Well, no, I, I, I think there's some to that. There's something to that. But I think also... The level of demand, I'm going to say it in English because he's Jensia. How do you even say he's Jensia in the demand, right? I guess demand, right? In English? Yeah. Expectancy. Urgen the urgency? No. No, 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 no. It means that it, you're, you're, it's demanding. It's demanding. I'm sure it's, there's a fancier word for it, but. Yeah, it's demanding, right? The demand on this team has been lowered over the years since Vietnam. We've kind of been content with beating the minnows and the monkles of this world, the studios of this world, the shops, the Estrela de Amadoras of this world, that we forget that we did lose. I don't care if we played well or not. At the end of the day, the scoreboard is what matters. We lost the freaking Red Bull Salzburg. The few teams that we played decent, we haven't beaten. But, yeah, we've beaten seven games in a row. And let's, hey, everything's all right. <laughs> hey, Rogers, hey, forget about it. Let's all be positive. No, it's not be. I understand. You guys are right, 100%. Look, as bad as thing, things are going, we're still 1-7. And I'll take it. Hey, man, if we're going to play bad and keep winning games, let's go, baby. But doesn't mean I'm content. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to demand more from this team. Doesn't mean that I want to play throughout the rest of the year squeaking out these one night victories and playing like shit. And you guys expect everybody to come over with a smile. It's not going to happen. I demand more from Sportage Women Fika. I'm old school. I like like we talk about those teams where we knew when Fika stepped on a game, it was four five zero. We knew before the game was even started. Those days are gone. So you're yeah. right. There's positive, but there's also some. No, I, you I'm know, sorry. 
I no, I, look. I think Cristiano, you and I were 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 somewhat of the same generation. We certainly remember of those Benfica teams of 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 the eighties, uh, and even the the early early nineties, the very early nineties, and and certainly the the standard that we have gotten used to is 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 really up. And what Cristiano has meant is throughout the Vietnam and, and people just getting fed up with winning. That then all of a sudden. Any blip of positivity from the team, or that they were headed in the right way during the Vietnam, people were happy. But we never really yes. got to that standard. That standard, and even in terms of of the teams that they were, in terms of the atmosphere that we had at the stadium. You guys have probably heard that story about uh, Mar uh, Marseille with Moser. Um, And if you haven't, pants before yeah. they came out of the tunnel, the teammates just they heard that noise. And again, I understand we're not there today. I understand that our confidence, our our our, our soul was broken during the Vietnam years. That bro, we look a win is a win, just like that 2004 first title we won in 11 years. Man, God knows how we won in Montoros with a wooden leg, but we took it. Hey, we didn't care on the Trapatoni. It was the ugliest football we've seen, but at the end of the day, all that matter. like, we were in a different time. Yeah. We just wanted to get that damn Kaneku back, yeah. back, back in our museum. Now, we're, 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 we're like hundreds of millions of dollars spent on a roster yeah. over the last two, three years. I mean, it's totally, we spend more money than our, our tribals combined. And here we are, content with one nothing wins and being had that we won seven in a row. I mean, excuse me, who in the hell of any decent caliber did we beat during that seven game in Porto? Fine, you want Porto? Fantastic. We played up against the Porto with ten men. They played like shit, and we played like shit, but we happened to score a goal. Fa fantastic. We got the win. That's all that matters. But who the hell have we played with any type of football? That's that, that's that's. I mean, these teams aren't even playing Europe. I mean, it's just a bunch of monkeys in Portuguese football. Yeah, it is what it is. I'll be quiet. No, I don't. Uh, I don't disagree. Uh, and certainly, the uh, the money that has been spent, as you mentioned, on this team, our expectations have to be high, right? Because if you bring in players that for that money, usually that money, you know, is reflects on the talent of the player. If Benfica is doing. If doing the job scouting, uh, so you expect a lot more. Certainly, you know I I don't want to go through another season where I'm sweating bullets and on the couch, hoping that Benfica pulls it out or hoping that Benfica could close out a game with the other team pressing us. You know I don't want to see that. We never used to see uh, the studios of the world coming coming to Stadio Luz and, and press us or whatever they were and press us. No, that was that was that was not a thing. Because we were just so much dominant, but anyway, like Shannon said, this is a different different times now. Uh, but certainly, we as Benficistas, we need to we need to expect more. Um, and you look at uh, at the end of the season, if we're if we're champions, demand more, demand more. Now, at the end of the season, if if we're champions and we're looking at this, nobody's really gonna remember that we after losing the first game of the season, we went on a tear domestically and we won 10 games in a row. Beating sport thing while at it. Nobody's going to remember that. And, and that's, <laughs> I mean, that's what I was they're just all going to remember just... that that's the numbers, the cold, hard numbers. But I, I do get, you know, as a Bifikista and you're watching this team, you, you're a hope. <laughs> you want better. You want more. You demand more. Shit. And I'm and just to be rational here too. I'm I'm sure Roger and the coaching staff see it too that the team isn't clicking at a hundred percent either. So maybe that's why he's got to switch the roster around. Like we mentioned last week, we he probably still doesn't have that team clicking up top how he wants it to be. But he one he doesn't have to, and two he shouldn't be expressing his concerns publicly to the media anyways if he has those concerns i hope he's addressing it behind closed doors at training camp uh and uh adjusting it through each uh, training session but he doesn't owe anything to to us or to the portuguese media to come out and say yes i agree there are concerns because that's just going to add more fuel to the fire so let's well and, let's and take he, it uh he said but, it, but as a fan as a fan and as a paying member as a socio and i got my quarters up to date 
You say he doesn't have to give us any set of things. You're right. You're 100% correct. But as a fan and as someone who expects more from this team, right, Um, doesn't Roger – no, the question I was going to – I'm sorry. I, I told you I was thinking about saying the question I have for you as a fan and as someone, as I mentioned, the whole pain bullshit. Um, I, I got a question. Why isn't this team clicking? You said that Roger clearly sees that the team is not clicking. And, and the question I have is, why isn't it clicking? I mean, every player that's been brought in, according to the president, was a, a, on your request. And so why aren't these guys clicking? You requested these guys. I mean, when you've seen these guys on video or in person, you had to say at some point, these guys fit my mold. They fit into my system. This is what I need. And now you spent millions for a club. It's not Real Madrid or Barcelona or the Big Sharks, right? A club that seventy million to us is the equivalent equivalent of the two hundred, two hundred something million for other clubs, right? Now you spend a gazillion boat, a gazillion whatever boatload on players to now not have these guys fit into your system. What the hell were you doing? What's your scouting department doing? What were you doing when you were requesting it? So, again, it, it, it's early on. We still got a long season ahead of us. We hope that things turn around. But it's not it's not good enough to just say, well, the team's not clicking. Well, it's not clicking. You spent $25 million on a striker that, that doesn't play in a game against Studio that I believe has been left on the bench two out of the last three games. I mean, that has to fall on somebody. And Alfredo, I totally agree with you. If we're sitting at the end of the year, we won the C, we won the Campeonato. Nobody's going to remember we lost the first game of the year. You're 100% correct, but by then we're safe. We know we're safe. You know what I'm saying? We're good. Yeah. By then it's like, <laughs> yo, we won the Conecto. We were happy things didn't go well, but let's get better next year. But right now, as things currently stand, we're in the middle of it, brother. We're sink or swim. You know, we're and it's like we still haven't made it to safety. So, yeah, we got questions. There are concerns. There are some positives. But there are concerns, and it's like the team isn't gelling. Why isn't it gelling? That's the question mark. And I get look. I I think that uh, you guys have heard me say it uh, here, and and also you heard Steve Santos say it here that he's he's having a hard time finding that that good mix, uh, that good style. And, and I think that uh, we watch pressers right and. There's been times, and, and look, I, I, I hate when they put the the people talking over Roger Schmidt uh, during the live presser because it's never accurate. So I like to hear him. And I think that there's there's times that he's saying that I thought we did this, and I'm thinking, what game was he watching? But I think you also have to realize that there's a lot of management that goes on from the outside in. Right. So if he knows that this is still a work in progress, that the players are not there, I think that any deflating comment in the media to the public is probably going to be detrimental to the growth of t of the team and confidence and also in style. So I, I'm I'm choosing to think about it that way. He's done it. He's done it twice already this year, Alfredo. He's done it. What criticized people openly? He's piled on Vlaco Dimos. Well, but he, oh, but he was already out there. I think, oh, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I wasn't done yet. Is Ba out the door? Because he piled on Ba after the, after the game against uh, Salzburg. He said, yeah, the goal is basically his fault. I mean, so I understand what you're saying. He might not want to give away much, but when he has to send his back, he's done it already this year. He did. It. I mean, go look up the, the the quotes. Go look up the press conference after the game, and and then the next the, the pregame press conference. Whoever the hell would we play Porto afterwards? I believe. I think it was Porto. Go see. He did. He basically put it all on by. So, I I yeah. I, I think he's calculated. I, I think he knows what he's saying. He definitely knows what he's saying. He's not saying. stupid. Yeah, I think he knows what he's saying. He's a guy we saw, and I think those are those are the positive things you wait from Roger Schmidt is he knows how to, how to run a group, right? He knows how to deal with personalities, but at the same time, when he has to think that a Fakada, he will, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And we like his positive attitude and, and look, we've had coaches where things weren't going well and it was just, everything was negative all around the club, man. Like we didn't want to come here on a podcast and talk about it. You recall that Alfredo, but yeah. this guy, at least, at least he's keeping things in a positive attitude 
as you mentioned, there's a lot of positives to take away, guys. I'm not trying to pile on Benfica and say that the wheels are going to fall off, but yeah, I mean, there's just some concern. And look, and look, when you when you look at as as many changes as he's as he's made, I think to criticize this group that started and feature in this game would be very deflating because I I think that some of these guys are still on the edge on whether or not they buy into and they're in it and they're motivated and other guys that are like, well, he's never going to give me playing time. I'm just going to check out. So I think that he's probably choosing not to collectively criticize this team that played because I think that it's bad enough that these guys don't get playing time, that the one time that they get playing time, that they get criticized by the by the coach. So I think I'm I'm choosing to to look at it that way, and I think that's I don't know what if that's what it meant, but I'm kind of choosing um, to believe that that's the the logic behind it, because otherwise I'm just listening to him, and I said I don't know what what game he's watching. He does talk about we have to put away more we have to put away chances. The chances that we make, we're not putting them away and that's hurting that's hurting us. That's putting pressure on us. So I I get that. Um so I don't know. Maybe you know, you need a better striker because apparently, you know, I don't think Musa's yet convinced him. Cabral is what Cabral has been able to to give us. I think that Tankstead is very limited. And we got three forwards that none of them are clear starters or first names on the roster as he's putting the 11 together. And that, that worries me. That worries me because you're going to need goals for the Champions League if you still have a chance. You're going to need goals uh, in a time when uh, opponents lock themselves up in the, in the back and, and they play Sturil style or we, we struggle getting the ball in, in, up front. We need guys to score goals. And right now that's not happening. Last year, Gonzalo Ramos, João Mario, great output. This year, not much. We've had Di Maria, and Rafa seems to be going into uh, into October hibernation. So we'll, I don't know. Sometimes I think these breaks are good for the team. Sometimes I think that maybe you know the team need, needs to continue working on their routines because it's there's a lot missing. I don't know. I'm tired of talking about. Roger Schmidt. Dave, put us on a, a positive note. I know you're a Roger did Schmidt we even, supporter. Uh, did we even say that we got... We ended up winning the game. Guys. We won the uh, game. The we, we won the game. We won the game. <laughs> uh, better late than never. What was it? The 92nd uh, minute by uh, Antonio Silva with a uh, header. It was Benfica's first goal from a corner kick uh, this year. So some positives uh, yeah. there. His uh, sixth career goal for Benfica, Antonio Silva. And did you know three out of his six uh, goals have all come against uh, Estoril? So, yeah, he uh, loves Estoril. He's got their uh, their number there. So, positive yeah. uh, spin on it. Yeah, he scores the goal and then he comes back on the other end and he makes uh, a save blocking a shot with his header. That was uh, surely probably going into the goal. I don't know. It's very close range. I don't know if Trubin would have gotten to that, especially in the middle of everyone. Um, but yeah, that's the real Benfica spirit. And when you look at this game, this was a win by the Benfica spirit, which Antonio Silva and João Neves embody so well. Um, Cristiano, I was talking to Steve about this, and I'm going to get on a little tangent here. Um, and Steve and Steve looks at both Silva and, and Nevs as guys that that feel the club, right? And and you clearly see that. But not only that, they have somewhat of a a strong a strong uh, character in terms of a of a Benfiquista. Almost guys that are very sure of themselves, assertive, and have lead by example qualities. I don't know if João Neves could... João Neves has been a, a captain, but certainly guys that lead by example. Do you think that this... And we're, we're seeing more and more players come out of the Seychelles, and, and I'm not talking by the droves, right? But we're seeing guys that are, are true Benfiquistas, that, that feel the club, that give everything 
and anything for the club. Do you think that this is as started with the Seychelles and, and a little bit of change of mindset there? I don't know, Fredo. It's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it has a little bit to do, and I hate to play this card, right, but these are the two Portuguese kids who grew up um, since they were little kids, most likely idolizing Benfica. They know what it means to be a Benfiquista. Their family has spoken to them. I don't know, and I'm not trying to be negative. You know, uh, I'm not against foreign players. I Sometimes some of you guys actually accuse me of overvaluing foreign players over Portuguese players. So it has nothing to do with that. So uh, I'm not sure that, like, a, a kid from Estrangeiro that comes over to, to, to Portugal at 16 and, 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 you know, starts playing in Seychelles, if he feels the club the same way a kid that that's been following the club since he was four and five years old having his avul take him to games you know that's that's clearly what's happened with both of these kids here it happened with a ruben diaz um there's other players that came from benfica uh say i should say um born in portugal and all day and, and they weren't feeling the club like these guys do i just think that these are some special kids i don't think there's a knock one way or another on the kid if he feels the club more or not but you know as a fan um i like that i like to see this i mean you I like to see that these guys wear their emotions on their sleeve you've seen both of them at one point or another in post-game press conferences during champions league and stuff where they're asked about you know playing the sharks or, or are you interested in going to a big shark and i think both of them at one point or another already said i'm already at a big club you know what i mean and as a Fikista, that fills your heart, fills your soul. You know what I mean? But to answer your question directly, whether it's something that St. Shal is, is starting to teach, look, I hope it is, but I, I'm, I'm not so sure, man. You know, to be brutally honest, I just think that this is this is in their DNA, man. These kids are just yeah. brought up and she, raised with Yeah, she can just them. Some people are, sorry, some people are just born leaders and some people are born followers, right? And I think we've yeah. locked out with these three individuals that they're, they're leaders because we could go, we could spend a whole podcast on players from Seychelles that could have had could have decent careers but don't have that leadership quality right so right or, uh, or with these guys... but but here's the the difference also uh, right and and I think that Chico Marcelino brings up two good examples Neves and Silva are the opposite of Nador and Diego Moreira in, in terms of attitude but I think Nador is goes back to what Cristiano was saying uh, in terms of, you know, having that Benfiquista uh, grow with you as you grow, right? But I, I do I do get it with the with the attitude. I certainly do understand it. But there, look, there's other guys that play for Benfica and they get uh, they get some money waved in front of their face and, ah, fuck Benfica. I don't give a shit. I just want to, just going to want to make some coin. While I think that Neves and, and Silva are a lot different in the way they think and the way they would handle a situation or if they had a, a proposal from another club. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I want to get on, I want to get on Nick Villadon a little bit real quick. He yep. says Thiago Vey also fits that mold. You can tell he plays extra hard for the club. I, I, I don't know, Thiago, I've seen him play what? Six minutes. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking with yeah. you. Uh, no, but I, I think that, uh, Govea is along that, and there's there's a, a group of of players that you that you know that they really feel uh, for the club. I mean, it, it, you almost hear Cancelo every other week saying that uh, Benfica is my club. Benfica is my club. Uh, you know, so there's guys that that are raised with with that and them, and they never forget it. And and when they had a chance to play for Benfica, they they ran through walls for it. So I don't I don't know I don't know if it's uh, if it's uh, uh, an education that takes place at at uh, at Seychelles. Uh, if these kids learn about the history, learn about the old glories, uh, learn about the 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 great games of uh, of European competition at Stade Luge and, and special nights at Stade Luge. I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's what's going on. But I would like to think I'd like to have more players like Silva and, and Neves. That that absolutely love the club and that would do anything for the club. But then on the opposite side of the coin, Alfredo, right? You see a guy like Gilberto, who came over. Probably didn't know much about Benfica, you know, compared to the, what we're talking about in terms of kids growing up with them. Fam. But 
but the guy represented the club with dignity, right? I mean, he gave it his all. I, I think that that comes. I think that's just in you, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some no, obviously with, I agree with, the young with you. Kids, the these kids, there, there's there's some of that background in them. But at the end of the day, man, it, it's about whether you're a leader or you're not. I mean, there are guys that are yeah. leaders. By example, there are guys that are silent. I've played with, with every you know different type of leader, and everybody goes about it their own way. But you know these guys, it's just man. If you got that in you, and you're a guy that you know you have to to give it your all to play, you want you want the rest of your teammates to be motivated by your performance. But we've had plenty of guys that didn't even came up through Seychelles. And they exemplified that on the field. So I just yeah. think it's on the person, man. It's on the character and everybody's yeah. person. Everybody. And and look, you know, a player like Gilberto, who who was always known throughout his career that he, he at the top level he wasn't one of the best ones. But how do you how do you make up for it? Is the as the attitude, as the extra and then on effort. On the other hand, Alfredo, you got Gonzalo Ramos who gave it his all on the field. But you know, like you said, there's some guys that just they give you know get a couple hundred dollar bills waiting yeah. in front and they leave. Gosar Ramos is a little bit about the dude did it all while he was at Benfica. You can tell. Yeah. He gave it his all as well. But I yeah. think, look, he left. And and same thing with, 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 with Ruben Diaz. I think it comes a time where the Portuguese league just becomes too yeah. small for these guys if you have higher aspirations. But, look, we want to see these guys represent the club with dignity and character and that esforço because that's what we all say when we watch this team play, yeah. whether it's bad good games but in particular in bad games perform like the one on Saturday where we're like bro if we were playing and, and, and these guys exemplify that and so um, it's good to see man it's good yeah. to see Joao Cabs looks like a 12 year old still bro yeah it's impressive it's, it's, it's funny because I was watching uh, I was watching Leverkusen this weekend um, and uh, yeah they're doing they're doing quite quite well and I was thinking why wouldn't Grimaldo want to come and play in the Bundesliga? Why would he want to play in the Sturils and the Arocas and the Riwavs of the world? Why? Why would he want to be in the Portuguese league? Nothing wrong with those towns. Nothing wrong with no, those No, no, not the towns, but like the stadiums. Yeah, financially, yeah. Yeah. financially, he can't compete. Financially, you know, that's basically what it comes down to, man. At the end of the day, world is about money. And these clubs, compared to German clubs in Bundesliga, Bundesliga, you're in... You're in stadiums. Yeah. In the Portuguese league, you're you're in high school field. <laughs> you got a couple of aluminum bleachers and you're good. <laughs> um anyway, a win is a win. Uh I know that uh you know we all expect uh, a lot more from this team. Um both because of the history that Rogers has had with this team over last season, also the money that was invested on this team. We have high expectations. Doesn't mean that we want Roger out, but they just we we expect more. And as Benfiquistas, we should all expect more, because I think that's it's it's important that we're demanding from the club, and the club feels that we're demanding. Uh, I'm sure that uh, you know the some of the players feel losses and upset about the poor game that they had, just just like we do. But um, you know, we expect more. We expect more. Uh, international break coming up. Um, Benfica does return to action on the 20th of October. They will go to the Azores to play Lusitania dos Azores. Uh, on the 24th, Benfica is back at home against Real Sociedad. The 28th, Casa Pia also at home. And then the 31st of, of October, with at, we're at Aroca. And the following week, or, or the following game uh, on November 4th, we're at Chaves. So two games. We're uh, playing every three days. Yeah. So yeah, one, right. two, three, four, five. So from the 20th to the 11th to the to the 4th of November, five games. Five games. Yeah. So, so Cristiano, maybe, uh, you know. But uh, I think Ruben Amorim gave a folga to his guys too. I don't know until when. Three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. You could tell, but but see, here's the thing. I don't care about Ruben Amorim and Sporting. I care about Benfica. No, I and the it. one thing I know, and the one thing I know, is that when he's done this in the past, it's backfired. So I don't understand why he's doing it again. He did it already at the beginning of the season when he gave these guys days off. Right? Uh, it was the same thing. Give them a week off, and now he's he's repeating the same thing. So look, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it doesn't affect us. As much as it is the first time, we know these international breaks always break our rhythm. But right now, our rhythm is shit, so maybe yeah. it doesn't even impact it at all. Uh, here's a question I got for both of you guys. Yeah. 
We said our very next game is October 20th. Yep. And uh, it's old, right? Against Lusitania. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm not welcomed in. Uh, against Lusitania, the question I have for you guys is, will we see a stronger lineup for this, <laughs> this, this Saturday? That's the question. Will that, she we come? Should... Will she come be wearing a captain's armband? That That's the question. I again, I got a I got a proposition. The starting eleven right now. I got a proposition for both of us for for all three of us. When the game ends and we recap that game, we're gonna compare both teams, and we're going to say, in our mind, if those teams played each other, regardless of whether it's the same players or not, which team would win? Is that is that good? Can we do that? How about you say what's a stronger lineup? <laughs> what's a stronger because, lineup? Yeah. Yeah, say it's a stronger lineup. Yeah. What's this? Look, I, I think any lineup without Shikinu in it already wins. That's <laughs> well, Shikinu is definitely playing. He's probably going to get some he's going to get some run against a fourth division uh Yeah, come team. on, bro. If there's ever a time for Shikinu to play, he's the Monkle master. He's the new Monkle master. And, you got super Monkle master. They got to start uh, Cabral on this game to get his account uh, opened. Cabral Gabr- uh, should be playing in a game every other day to see if he gets in shape. Cabral should be running around in Lisbon right now around the Tour of the Line. <laughs> he should be That's doing Uber should... Eats on his legs. Actually, actually, I made a mistake. Tour of the Line, you might smell the pastels of Blaine across the street. No, so never mind. It's, it's over. Right. It's get, over. Get him to swim to the Azores to, uh, to get there in uh, two weeks, and then he'll be, uh, he'll be in shape there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I know. You know, he came in in this game and uh, nothing to he be did said. He. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I think he just stayed on the bench. Did he? Hold on a second. I wrote down the substitution. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He didn't come. He, on the bench. he didn't get off. He didn't get off. Yeah. You see, if you if you see the the right at the end of the game, you he get Schmidt second. Yeah, you see, no no Schmidt went to hug him. He didn't look oh, like yeah. a hugging mood. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that Ged's got uh, some burns, so that means that he should be ready to go when the team comes back. We must have a uh, João Felix and Hugo Felix member, a family member on the chat because this is Zach Silva. Hugo Felix time. It's been, I mean, he's been sending a little, you time to watch out, Rafa. Now, if Zach knows, you plays over Hugo, Zach, bro. Zach knows. Say hello to your family. Say goodbye because I don't know, man. If you're gonna die, if Shikinu plays over him, bro, Zach knows something we don't. On this, on this planet, might be short-lived, bro. Better, yeah, you know, get it, get it all out the way now. Yeah, now I think that Hugo Felix is is good, but I don't think he's ready. Jason Ganola says you need you need plug plug guys like uh, Shikinu for cup games. Uh, Nuno M says Shikinu is brutal. Marcelino says Studio Stadium looks so amateur. It's ridiculous. You even got windows behind the goal. LOL. It's like a practice. I mean, uh, oh, shoot. That might be the VAR one. The VAR room, right? You got the, <laughs> no, the, it, it, uh, the funny is that the people in the Predios are watching the game free of charge. The, those verandas were loaded up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hugo Ferreira Vierismo is still alive, very present. I don't know what he's referring to. He's going off on a tangent like you do. Jason Gondol's Xavi Alonso effect for Grimaldo. Uh, Zach Silva again. Joel Epps broke his leg the season before his debut with the seat with the senior team. Guy is a top G. Uh, Hugo says Ramos bounced as soon as he could. Didn't even play the Super Tasa. Does that has no Benfica's win him? Uh, Sheik Marcelino going to the oldie but goodie. JJ could not see the potential, but Ramos Silva and Cancelo what a waste. I mean, we can, that's something we'll all be old and gray. And talking about <laughs> very much into the yeah. future. Shiku's yeah, asking, uh, in a scale of 0 to 10, what's your confidence that Artur Cabral will eventually be successful at Benfica? That's a great question, Shiku. I'm going I'm going to go 7. I almost call him Shikinu, bro. Sorry, no offense. Shik- <laughs> you could call him Shikinu. He's just Shiku. Or Shikão. Oh, no, I call Shikinu Shikão all the time. So Shikdan. Uh, yeah, Shikdan. Yeah, Shikdan. But uh, that's a great question. Dave, go ahead. Alfredo said a seven. Where I'm are you saying at, a seven. In terms of confidence that he'll turn it around. He'll turn it'll it around. Seven successful. meaning that you're you're fairly confident. Like 10 being confident and zero being you're not confident. Oh, so Penn right. is like Paul Duro, bro. No miss, for sure. <laughs> Penn is, sure, sure. is, uh, is uh, three Viagras and, uh, and some Coke. <laughs> this hey, this season, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I'd probably say I'm on the lower end, probably a six. But overall... 
if we're going to give him another year after this year, I'd go a little bit higher and go a seven and a half. Yeah, we have to give him another year. He's on the contract. He's not on loan. Yeah, you don't know. Look I at uh, RDT. We flipped him uh, as soon as we can, the next transfer window. What about you, Christian? Uno F, seven, eight. Jason Cabal is six. Hugo Paredes is seven. I am that I am. Seven, eight again. Chico's a six. I mean, bro. You were high on him, Chris. I like this finishing, but the guy can't run and get anywhere near the goal box, <laughs> the goal line, so he can't finish. That's a huge problem. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know, dude. I, here's the thing. Well, does he fall on the right side of five or on the wrong side of five for you? I I want to be positive here, but. This guy, he, he's got to get out of this rut by playing. And it's clearly that the coach at this point is even putting tanks that ahead of him. So it makes you really question, like, this dude's confidence ought to be shit. It's, it's physical, right, in terms of shape is shit. To I me, mean, he spends a couple games in the B. I'm like Dave. Playing 90 minutes. Oh, oh, I don't think he – I don't think he – I don't think he's going to do that. I think, I'm like Dave. I think for this season, for this season – I mean, right now, I understand sometimes we overreact and we should really give well, guys a stamp, man. This last merda, pa. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, right now, I'm at a I, I, this, but this is like wishful thinking. I'm at a six in the long. You had a six, but them. you're being kind. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm don't know? A it's a six, hey. but you're being kind. I'm trying to be kind. I mean, nothing I've seen from this guy. So you take the kindness type. away, you're at the five. Or you're five and a half. Now, you know, what really pissed me off about him is the last game he played, He, I think it was against Inter, if I'm not mistaken. He gets he, he, he gets in the last few minutes, and he gets and – and, and Arsenal's got a ball on the right side, right, right at midfield. And you can tell, as Arsenal's getting the ball, you can tell it's a one-time pass to spring – um, Cabral down the wing. And Cabral's looking. I don't know what. The, I don't know what. The, I don't know what he's looking at. And, and, and Arsenal's placed that one. I'm on. I'm at home watching. And I know. I know that Arsenal is going to make that pass. So much so that he did. And I'm not. I swear to God. I swear to anything you want. I knew that's where Arsenal was going to go with the ball. And I'm dumb, right? And I'm dumb. I'm I'm burro as they come. But I knew he was going to go there. Everyone knew. I think everyone except Cabral. <laughs> come on, just engages in like, oh, oh shit, to me, oh my bad, like, come on, dude. And then he's got that oh. awkward, awkward like get get ready thing because yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, I think he, he runs with his chest out, which makes him look even fatter. You know what I mean, like, yeah. bro. Oh my god. But I, I mean, look, I hope that he turns it around. Right now, man, it's scary. Right now, my confidence in him is at a six. Maybe if you play to score some goals, I might be able to to, to, to to elevate it a little bit. Right now, bro, honestly, I, I have – I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed because for 2025 mil, we, we could have gotten so much better. Guys that would have came in immediately scoring goals. And right now, it's at the point where he's not even playing. I mean, the guy doesn't play against Studio. Against Studio La Praia or whatever, right? I think Studio La Praia. Studio Praia. Against Studio, bro. Last place team in the Tugão. If you can't Does get he in started that, against Lusitano? And then, and then what's like, what's Roger saying? Like, man, I'm going to keep this guy because I'm going to ride him hard. But no, Roger gave him five days off. I mean, like, what, what's going on? Well, you can't, you can't <laughs> give some players day off and keep yeah. the ones that uh, this, are that's slave, That's slave driving, Chris. Hey, no, hold on, guys. Hold on. <laughs> These guys are professionals. They're getting paid. If I tell you to come into the office, I'm afraid you stay. Bro, you're getting paid. You got to do what we tell you to do. And it's not slave drive, but that's part of your contract. Yeah, I was just. Bro, um... You're playing in practice every day. You're like, bro, you're out of shape. And who knows? Maybe, maybe he's still working out every day. He could be still going to the station and working out. In he's the doing. Yard. He's doing capoeira on his on his time off. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching the, the David Beckham uh, documentary on Netflix. And, uh, no, I watched it all. I, I was watching that, that during that time that uh, Fabio Capello just said, I'm, you're just, you're just going to run laps around the field. I don't want you playing. For this. Out, he was meeting with another team, so you're never playing for us yeah. again. And yeah. that's the one thing we could all sit here, and I'm glad you brought that up because we could all sit here and say the guy was a diva and whatever, but David Beckham kept busting his ass so much so that True professional. they brought him back. And, and it's like if David Beckham could do it, you telling me these guys can't do it? you telling me, Dave, you can't tell these guys, hey, listen, Alfredo, Dave, you're home, Chris. Get your ass back to work tomorrow. Why? You're not performing, my man. We brought you here to perform. We brought you here to get in shape. And sometimes, guys, look, the fact of the matter is that there's being in shape and then there's being in, in, in football shape, right? Yeah. You, you have to play because you can be in shape and and not being really – like when I was a little bit younger, I started lifting a little bit of weights and I started gaining a little bit of muscle in, in the summer, in the off season, and then I went to play. And, bro, I, I started crying on the field. I couldn't control – it was like the weirdest thing because my body was so – like you need to play. So there's being in shape and there's being in football shape. You need to – and like this guy needs to feel the ball at his feet. He needs to make run. He needs to get contact with people fighting, you know, somebody in a 50-50 ball and beating him off the dribble in order to finish. Like, this guy needs to play soccer every day. Every day. Yeah. Not just be at home flipping picanha on his, on his grill. Flipping picanha, eating some cuchinha. <laughs> anyway, that is all we got for you this week. Uh, next week, we're thinking of taking a, a day off, but we, we're working on something that if we could get it done we'll bring uh we'll bring you an episode next week with uh with a guest who we're still trying to confirm but uh that's all we got dave yeah, we'll see cristiano always a pleasure yeah all the freddies man thank you guys i know a lot of you guys haven't smashed the like button we didn't <laughs> get to a lot of your comments today apologize we got to Sometimes, some of them. most of them yeah we got some of them. i mean there's some 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 good ones here left you know shiku Marcelino is always coming in with his positive <laughs> thoughts. You know, Arturo is even behind tanks to end up picking it. That's saying something. Yeah, we covered that earlier. Uh, they even said for a guy, for a guy that's struggling with his legs, we could have gone after Ronaldo when he was looking for a club. Yeah, I don't think Benfica is one of them. But yeah, look, Freddie's. You guys are fantastic. Sorry, sometimes we go off as Alfredo says a tangent. I didn't let Dave talk a lot today, but you know, Benfica. A, a, ball, a ball of cadernos once the Freddy's again next week. I remember you being on, bro. Yeah, 